Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for you? And that's what I taught myself how to draw, was actually the Little Mermaid, drawing stills of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than die. jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater and saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the corner. It doesn't have to be perfect, just do it. You know, throw some spaghetti against the wall. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome to episode 200 of Excelsior Journeys, part of the Once Upon a Podcast Network. My name is George Soroy, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in for all 200 episodes, or at least a few of them. Wherever you started on this journey with me, wherever you are with it, whether you have been just listening on occasion or whether you have been listening from the beginning, whatever the case, I know how valuable time is. And just the fact that you chose to spend a little bit of it with me, that makes all the difference in the world. So thank you so much. It has been just one hell of a journey, really, going through all of this. And I am very appreciative to all of you because no one wants to talk in a vacuum. No one wants to just put something out there and then get no response. So the fact that that some of you have have reached out to me with comments on different shows, with suggestions on different shows, they're always appreciated. And it's good to hear. It's been it's been a very wild show doing this. It has been really since 2018. That's when the show started. And a whole lot of credit and thanks has to have to go to David Allen Lucas, the producer of Right Pack Radio, for planting this little nugget in my ear. Because what what David did was he invited me to be a part of Right Pack Radio. It was a a great deal of fun to be a part of. And basically what it was, was it was a collection of writers in the St. Louis area, just sitting around a microphone. We had a a specific topic in mind and we would go around and David was able to put together a very organized conversation and no one really talked over each other. It wound up being a lot of fun. And he invited me to be a guest to talk about audiobooks. And it was that conversation. It was that topic. Since that was, that was what I was just getting into at that point. I had done a couple at that, at that point. And he had, he had basically just asked everyone in the group, would anyone object to making George a, an official part of the, of Right Pack? And no one had any objections. So thank you to everyone in Right Pack Radio for giving me that opportunity and getting me used to talking about whatever topic was was on the horizon. It was a whole lot of fun, and it really got that bug, really, in my head, and just thinking, like, wow, I could, I could have a lot of fun doing this. And at that same time, I was looking at all the different, all the different people that were on my Facebook page, all my different friends, all people that I was following. And they were all such creative people. And they were going back all the way to grade school. I was 
I just apparently found a way to surround myself with a lot of great, creative, wonderful people. And all of them were still pursuing their passions. All of them were doing it in some sort of fashion where they were just like, well, what? Like, I'll, I still need to provide for my family. I still have my responsibilities, but at the same time, I'm not giving up on the different things that have kept me going. So I am going to continue on that journey no matter what. And that really got to me. That made me think, wow, these are such amazing people and they're up and coming and they're talented and the work they're doing is great, but people don't know who they are. They're need, they need to be on a podcast. They need to get their word, their, their stories out there because they have amazing stories to tell. They have that, that thing that just, that will inspire other people into saying, I don't have to give up on, on the things that I love. I can go ahead and, and, and continue on with, with, with what I want to do while still being able to maintain my responsibilities. So that got me thinking, just like all these people, all these great people, they need to be on a podcast. They need to be on a podcast. And that's all I was thinking for a while. And then a couple months later, when I was really getting into being a part of Right Pack Radio and really enjoying it, and then started noticing all the different technology that we now suddenly had with Zoom and all these uh, and all this other conference-based software and later on in life, StreamYard itself, which is what I'm streaming from right now. That got me thinking like, wow, they, all these great people, instead of saying they need to be on a podcast, they need to be on a podcast, it became, they need to be on my podcast. And now all of a sudden I had, I had a direction. I was going to interview up and coming creative people. And a lot of them were going to be a part of my, they were going to be in my own inner circle. And so I knew I could reach out to them and I had a, I had confidence that a good amount of them would say yes. And a good amount of them did. Then it became, okay, what am I going to call this thing? What am I going to, what am I going to call it? And then it was just like, well, I was throwing around all these different names. I wasn't sure really what I was going to call this thing. And then I was talking to David Allen Lucas and giving him my my issue. I, I have this I have this podcast idea. I have the equipment. I know what I want to do. I know like what this show is going to be like, but I don't know what to call it. And I was throwing around a couple other names and I was really playing on the by George He's Got It slogan, which is my which is my brand, my overall brand of everything that I do. And I was talking to David and I had my banner up there. I had my table. I was selling books and my banner has on there the 2017 cover art for Excelsior and a subtitle down at the bottom, right below the title. It said part one in the Excelsior journey. And David points to that banner and just goes, why not call it the Excelsior journey? I turned around and I looked at it and I was like, huh? That that works. That works. But let's change it up a little bit. We'll call it Excelsior Journeys. We'll just make it plural because everyone has their own Excelsior Journey, which is basically like looking to improve themselves. The whole concept of Excelsior himself, the character that I created back in 1992, he was someone who was always looking to improve 
that's that goes all the way back to the origins of the character from as, when he was in God form in the beginning of the universe, trying to basically form this jewel of a planet that was going to be the main source of inspiration for every other planet and every other culture, every th- every other species to want to follow. And he kept on tinkering at it because it was never going to be perfect. So he was always going, trying to make go better, get better, get better, get better. And so that's kind of what I was able to grab for this show. Everyone has their own obstacles. Everyone has their own issues that are going to keep them from getting themselves out into the world. But the people that are doing it, that are getting their work out there, regardless of whatever obstacles are there, those are the people that I think need to be celebrated because they have their own responsibilities. They have their own full-time job and everything. They may not be known and that would be a typical reason for a lot of people to just kind of give up, just think, thinking that they're talking into a vacuum. But if you are continuing on no matter what, you are not giving up on yourself, you're not giving up on your vision, then you are on an Excelsior journey. And that's what I was, that's what the way I said it at the, during the original titles of the show. And I'm so glad that those those original titles have been retired and that I've been able to upgrade it into the opening that it is now because I'm much, much happier with that. I like the fact that that the opening of the show has some nuggets from previous conversations. And it was a great mix of people that I knew, people that I didn't know. And the great thing is, is that doing this show it allowed me to as allowed me to become a better speaker for one thing a more confident speaker and reaching 200 episodes that in itself has has been a big thing but it's also given me the confidence to reach out to people that are outside of my you say my comfort zone and i'll tell you a story cuz the first one the first person that really was that person that really I was able to kind of reach out to and have on the show and all of a sudden make it realize like, oh, this person, this person has a personal connection to me, but in a different way than everyone else. It's not someone that I have known or came across in the past. This person was a seminal part of my childhood, the work that they had done. And it just so happened they were releasing their own book talking about their experiences, doing what they were doing that inspired me so much. And so that person was someone who I was already Facebook friends with, and that was a gentleman named Flint Dilly. And Flint Dilly had a career in the 1980s and 90s working on animation, writing for animation. And the stuff that he put together was a huge inspiration to me growing up. He would be the story consultant on Transformers the movie, a movie that would be a huge part of my childhood and adulthood. It's still a part of what I, of what I what I am today. And it was just a tremendous time because I had gotten the poster for Transformers the movie. 
I got a 27 by 40 poster. I was thrilled with it. I went ahead and got it up there and everything. And it was, it was going to be the centerpiece of my office here at home. It was my Lebowski rug. It was going to tie the whole room together. And what I did was snap the picture of it. And I also snapped a picture of the opening page in the first Excelsior book. And the first Excelsior book has three different quotes, one from the book of Matthew, one from Mallory's Lamar to Arthur, and one from Transformers the movie. And it was Optimus Prime saying, one day an Autobot shall rise from our ranks and use the power of the Matrix to light our darkest hour. That was the quote. And... I thought that that would be a great way to really kind of get things going and really, really give a little wink to the reader saying, we're going to have some fun here because like I quoted the book of Matthew and it was saying, bless the whole, the sermon on the Mount from blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. So very powerful stuff there. And when I posted that, I put a thank you and tagged Flint and tagged a couple other people that I knew were involved in the movie. And I was thanking them for for what they had done and how they've inspired me for years to come. And so what, what wound up happening was Flint responded. And he not only responded, but he, gave, he dropped a little nugget of info about that moment, about that quote, where it came from, and how it was inspired by Churchill. And so it was it was me taking that and just like, oh, wow, this is amazing. And I reached out to him. And then it was that response that he gave that gave me the confidence to reach out to him and say, by the way, I see that you have your book coming out. Would you uh, would you like to come on my show and we can and we can talk about about everything about your about your journey that led to this book, looking back at everything? And he was all for it. And so we spent about two hours talking and we could have been, we could have talked even more. It was such a fun conversation. Flint is a great guest and I am just very thankful to him for, for doing that, for taking the time to, to do that. And it was right around that time. That's when I realized that, well, wait a minute, like next year, 2021 is going to be the 35th anniversary of Transformers the movie. And that's when the idea came about putting together a month-long celebration of that movie in August of 2021. And Flynn immediately said, I'm in, count me in. And so that inspired me to reach out to other people. Then all of a sudden I had an hour and a half long conversation with Neil Ross, one of the voice actors, the the gentleman who did the voice of Springer, the voice and voice of a couple of Constructicons and slag. And just, and it was that in itself was a great experience. And then reaching out to other people like Daniel Ferens, a screenwriter of Halloween six, reaching out to John Skip, who was a New York times bestselling author and provided, provided a draft for Nightmare on Elm Street five and just so much, so much great information there. And that was a great way to kind of like pepper into the overall show. Every now and then I get to reach out to people that inspired me in some way. And I get to give them a platform to share their story. And 
But at the same time, I never lost the enthusiasm for reaching out to other people within my circle because I knew that they had some great stories to tell as well. And it kind of brings me over to a question that, that Jason Muska had, had, had sent to me right before the start of this show. And it was something that I really appreciated with, with Jason was, Jason has his own show, the sample chapter podcast, which is a terrific show. If you're an author, you definitely want to be a guest on that show because what he does is he allows you to tell your story as an author, but then what he'll do is he'll get into seeding the floor to you so that way you can read some of a chapter of your book. So it's a great, it's a great show for authors. It's a great show for readers to discover new authors. By all means, definitely go ahead and subscribe to that show. And he asked me, with this being your 200th episode, what keeps you coming back? What's motivating you to keep going when so many shows don't make it to 50? And a big thing is people are wanting to be on this show. And who am I to say no? Who am I to say, you like, nah, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm having a blast getting to know all these people. I'm having a, so much fun allowing them the spotlight to kind of let them share their, their story. And if I can contribute any way to their success, if I can help them in any way, then fantastic. Then I'll have done my job. And I see that to the, one of my, one of my guests actually is what has, has made it over here. Bethany F. DeVores is an author herself. I'm actually going to be doing her audiobook later this year. I'm very excited about that. And with, uh, with a second one pending. So I'm really excited to be working with her on that. And I am just thrilled to have her here because I put the word out to several other, several other podcasters and other guests to, to stop in. And have some fun here because that's what this, this, this episode is all about. It's having fun. It's looking back and it's also looking forward. Bethany, welcome, my friend. Thanks for having me. Congratulations on 200 episodes. That is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. It's, I still can't believe that, that I got this far. I can't believe that, that I was able to make it to episode 50. And that was actually, that was because I had taken some time off. I had gotten about 30 episodes done, and then I realized that I needed to put the show on hiatus. We had moved into a new house, and I everything was just a mess here in the office. If there's one good thing I can take from the pandemic, it was the fact that I was working in my, in my office instead of going to work. And so I was forced to basically kind of make this, make this area work. And thankfully it has. And then, then in June, that's when... I got the unfortunate news that two people that I knew on the pop culture website that I was writing for had, had written for in the past had passed away. Mm. And so I invited on a whole bunch of different writers from that, from that site to come on and share some stories. And we had so much fun and it just like, it, it lit everything back up again. I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. that was, that was the season two premiere. <laughs> and then I never looked back. So. Well, sometimes you need that little like, spark to be reignited for sure exactly for sure exactly it can and, get, that, and that's what it was yeah it can get tough like we all we hit that that bump and just go like i heard you saying why am i still doing this <laughs> it's a labor of love you have to love it or there's yeah. no point 
Exactly. <laughs> it is a lot, a lot more work than people realize. I, I, I put out a video and then I'll have people go, Oh, it probably took you an hour. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I wish. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to figure out what you're going to say. You got to figure mm-hmm. out what, like what kind of spin you're going to give it. And in, in my case, when I'm talking, like as I'm talking to the guest, as we're talking, as we're going through things, they'll always drop a little something during the conversation when it's just like, there it is. There's the hook. And that's the hook that I'm able to kind of grab onto at the end when I'm wrapping it up Jerry Springer style. RIP Jerry. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so that's that that's basically like what it winds up being. So it's yeah, how it is. And you're going that extra mile by doing video all the time. It um, it is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I, I'll be honest. I think most of us when we get into this game, you go, Oh, this will be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is fun, don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. it's just a a lot more work. And I'm still learning this craft, yeah. still learning how to use the editing software. That's my biggest challenge. Like me yeah. and this editing software, we have, there've been tears. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> So, and then with each, just like I'm sure you found with your show, with each challenge, you learn more. Yeah. And then I'm like, great, now I know how to do this. I'm putting it in every single video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once I learn how to do something, I'm like, that's all she wrote. You are all going to see that over and over and over. But it's it's fun. It's fun. It's worth it. It's worth and it. you've and you've done how many vid- how many episodes now? Oh, lands. I'm actually not sure at this point. That's a really good question. <laughs> I Ooh. should probably be able to answer it. I, I've been doing this for about two years now. Nice. I, I'm not sure. And you, and, you, and you haven't missed a, uh, it's a it's a weekly show, right? Well, it is right now. In fact, okay. today is 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 video release day and. That's nice. got to happen later nice. today. <laughs> okay. But it was a little more sparse in the beginning. And I'm working on trying to make sure I get something out every week. And I recently discovered shorts. So mm. everybody's been saying, you need to be releasing shorts. And once I figured out I could clip my show into mm-hmm. YouTube shorts, I'm like, oh, no, that's probably not good that I know how to do that. Now, like I said, when you learn how to do something, <laughs> like yep. you just beat it to death. I'm like everybody's getting a short. I'm getting a short. Everybody's getting a short. I, I asked for my friends, are you getting a notification every time I load one of these? <laughs> so that I don't want everybody to be like, bing, 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 bing. It's like Ripley wiping Newt's face. It's just like, oh, I found a clean spot. Now I got to do the whole thing. Yep. So now all of a yep. sudden, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you because I've done, I've started that, but at the same time, I still have to follow through with a lot of the things mm-hmm. because one of the things that I did that I was really, really proud of is I was able to get my show on IMDb. And oh, wow. Yeah. How did I miss that? Yeah. It's there. That is You're awesome. Like, but, but the fun thing is, is that now that it's up there, I got to go through all the episodes and I got to like reach out to, I got to make sure that I have everyone there. And there are a lot of people, thankfully, that I've, that I've had on as guests that are already on IMDb. Right, right. So it's a matter of like tagging their names with the show oh, and getting better. the dates right and getting all that stuff right and adding in details about each episode. Oh, and, love it. Yeah. Look, that's got to be a labor of love too, but tell me it's not somewhat exciting to go through. It's, and be like, it's, very, ex- it's very exciting knowing that I can do it. It's right. very exciting. Now it's just like, okay, I got to do it. 
but I have this audio book over here and I got this audio book over here and I got, oh, look, I have this show I have to put up. So I'm coming up with like, every other reason not to do it. Uh, <laughs> Gee, I don't so, know how that feels. I never, I never procrastinate. Oh, I didn't no. wait till last minute today to comb my hair and put on real clothes. I and, was, mm-hmm. I was so set. I, of course, like I had an idea for an opening video that was going to go on here and it was going to be the exact same opening the audio opening but it was going to say at the beginning once upon a podcast network presents and then it was going to show the excelsior journeys logo and it was going to have a little 200 episodes tag on there and i got that idea maybe 45 minutes before showtime (laughs) and so and of course when like when you when you have that sort of time crunch that you're giving yourself all of a sudden oh look at that it crashed yeah oh yeah. That's the yeah. worst. That's the yep. worst. See, that's you're brave, sir. You're very brave. And I have so much respect. But I that's why I'm like, I gotta pre-record all my videos. Whenever you do these live shows, I'm like, George, you are a G. Like, good for you. Because mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. But yeah. I do I do blame you for Vlogmas, by the way. Just so Uh that is your fault. Last year, not last year, the year before I decided I was going to do Vlogmas Mm -hmm. because you were like, what you should do, you should do like a 30 day challenge where you record something every day. And then Uh, I had another friend. So it's kind of both of y'all. Another friend is like, oh, somebody I watched does Vlogmas and it's wonderful. You ought to do that. I re- I just resent all of you so much. (laughs) But, but in my, in my defense, in my defense though, in my defense, that 30-day challenge, the the National Podcast Post-Month Challenge, and thank you, Jennifer Neverett, for coming up with that because it really is it really was brilliant. If that didn't happen, if I didn't see that, if I didn't partake in it, then that would not have – I would not have my sister podcast from Duck Till Dark outside the Marvel Studios, which was one of the most fun things that I've ever done, and that has led things – that has led me to getting – some speaking gigs at different conventions. So, I mean, okay. So it. maybe it serves a purpose, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't make it the full 30 days. I'm not going to lie. Like kudos to you for doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I, every now and then I just be like, it's not happening today. Sorry. Like I just post like, it's not coming. Right. Sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah. but it was, it was, it was, a, it was a good experience. I said it was like four times now, but Right. It was a good experience. It was just a lot more work than I anticipated. Again, and a lot of those videos were just on my phone. Like, hey, mm-hmm. it's day 12 and today I watched this movie. And don't you guys love that movie? I tried to make it really short and sweet, just a little quick vlogmas. And that was, I will say, got the algorithm going a little better. So there's definitely profit to doing it. But I just still kind of resented everybody and everything and hated life for the month of December. And I'm like, this is supposed to be fun. <laughs> it's supposed to be peace on earth. Goodwill to <laughs> I didn't feel very jolly at all, man. But it was, it was worth it. And in fact, yeah. I've been thinking I might need to try it again this year. We'll see. Maybe I'll plan a little better. And I, I, I would, I did not like, I could not let this go because uh, Laura actually offered her services as an assistant. <laughs> oh, wow. 
The fact that the fact that you're actually raising your hand and volunteering as tribute, like God bless you, Laura, for for saying that. Because don't don't make me want to take you up on that. <laughs> I I am very very grateful that you that you want that you want to do that, and we'll talk. We'll talk. I'm just and because I, I can't pay. Like, but uh, I was gonna say know, if it's a free service. Yeah, it's like I, I'm. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, it's like any any tiny little bit of a, of assistance would would be would always be very very great. I, I'd have a lot of gratitude toward that. So that was one thing I did not expect. So I, I'm just like, <laughs> it's like that's somebody <laughs> like actually like offering to step into the trenches and everything. And so thank you, thank you. That's Laura. really um, nice. That's very yeah. nice. Yes, my and, assistant's over that way over there. Yeah. And she just takes up space and eats my food. And I looked at my review. I, I've been doing a series of reviews on the Assassin's Creed games recently. Yeah. And I looked at my review of Revelations and she literally was, I keep doing it the wrong way. She literally was back there for the whole review, just like a big potato. And I'm like, mm-hmm. thanks for your support. <laughs> <laughs> I, she didn't like Revelations that much either, evidently. So she just yeah. slept right through that. And 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 Laura is even saying that it's data work and and that she loves it. It's like, well, I will, yeah, I'll have to take you up on that and everything. And I would not expect like any, I would not expect you to like, for me to just like drop like two hundred episodes worth. Of just like I need this all on IMDb by this afternoon. Just I definitely wouldn't would not do that. Just like any sort of assistance to to help out with that to get that out there faster is very much appreciated. So thank you, thank you so much, my friend. Yeah, that's that's great. So. It's it's like I said, it's been it's been a wild trip so far, and just just, and 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 this definitely needs to get highlighted because, yes, this is this is definitely yeah. Just write your third book. It's like, yes, (laughs) that that I will I can definitely do. So like that that is something I will definitely do there. But it's been it's been a while. It's been a, a wild run for this show. What have your what are your thoughts have been for the for this show? Because I know you've I know you've listened to several episodes. So what what have well, been your thoughts of it so far? I love your show. I, I'm always amazed at the guests you can get. I'm I'm very jealous. <laughs> like <laughs> George, I mean, you just make it happen, man. It's really nice. And I there was one show in particular I was listening to, oh gosh, I should have looked up her name. It was a, a woman who was talking about growing your business and treating your, following your passion. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was really good. It kind mm-hmm. of inspired me to just hang. I think I was at a kind of a low point with my show and thinking, I think I'm just going to hang this up. This is, it's just not working for me. I'm struggling. This video editing software and I are getting ready to go to World War Three together. And mm-hmm. she just was so uplifting about continuing to, to hang in there with your passion and it, yeah. and it shows like that are really good. And, and again, just, I'm just in awe of the guests you get. That's really great. I remember you one time saying you should never be afraid to ask it. Like yes. just, just throw it out there. The worst mm-hmm. that can happen is they don't answer or they say no, but you might get lucky and they say yes. So mm-hmm. I'm expecting Henry Cavill to drop in at any minute yeah. and it's going to be awesome. Well, like, just make sure the window's open so that way he can fly in. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> For as long as that's going to, oh, that's sad. Yeah. yeah. get on but, that topic. Yeah. But I mean, hey, he had a terrific run as as a character. There, there is, that is one thing I can say. And I'm just glad that we got to see like the official Snyder cut and everything make yes. its way out oh, there. Oh, thank goodness. 
that in, in itself awesome. I thought was was great. So that was actually know- one of my favorite shows to record. By the way, just a little side note: like I did oh, a nice. total recap of the really Snyder of the Snyder Cut. Cut. I did. Wow, it was an hour long, and everybody kept saying that's the that's a really long show. I'm like, it was a really long movie. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it was yeah. it was four hours, and there was a lot to tell. But that was the most fun. I think one of the most fun shows I've done so far. No videos, no editing. Just, I mean, yes, editing of me, but there was nothing like yeah. spliced in. Just me telling you what that movie was, and that was mm-hmm. that was probably one of my favorites. That was great. But yes, thank was- thank goodness we got that out there. Yeah. How do you get these guests? It's it's simple. It, it really is. A lot of it is people that I have some sort of a connection with already. That helps mainly through Facebook. You just kind of take a shot and and see you see them. And if they are someone that has mutual friends, then why not give it a shot? See what happens. So like with with a lot of these people, with Flint, with Ron Friedman, the, sc- the original screenwriter, Transformers, the movie. Right. Uh, and 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 he's become a friend. Flint has become a friend. It was just like I, I'm not being invited to dinner or anything like that, but <laughs> to that level. But it's it's one of those things where just like I can kind of just say like, hey, like, hey, Ron, what what do you think about this? And and I can I can trust them to give me their their legit opinion. That's things. awesome. You know, You're living my dream, man. It's it's a simple dream. Like it's basically that's all you have to do is just like you you see someone that inspires you, you extend some form of a connection, and if they respond, then great. Like one thing I I would suggest not to do is immediately go for the can you be on my show, like as soon as they click on friends because then all of a sudden it's just like, then it just, it kind of, kind of taints the, the whole, the whole thing. It's just like, well, if they, yeah. if they say, if they say no and everything, then it's just like, Oh, well, okay. Then yeah. 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 You'd be surprised. Like, even though my show in comparison to yours is a, ba- is a baby show, you'd be surprised. I get that every now and then people say, Hey, be my friend. And the first thing I do is, can I be on your show? And, I've I don't know you from Adam, so yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, like in in my case, like I I like knowing I like people knowing that I have a lot of authors, a lot of up and coming authors on my show, and I welcome that. And I've had a couple of occasions where someone has reached out, has sent out a friend request, and then and then immediately just puts it puts that in so well, so it's not a, it's not a for me it's just for like sure, for me it's just but... like i'm putting it out there i'm like the my my thing is i'm putting it out there so i can't fault them for sure sure immediately like for a friend requesting me and then immediately following it up with can i be on your show i think it's because um, the ones that hit me up are strange I tend to attract a strange element, George. I don't really understand how it happens. I think I have one of those faces that everybody talks to me, whether I want them to or not, which mm-hmm. usually is a good thing. I actually yeah. appreciate that about people. But I, I mean, I've had people in the grocery store tell me intimate secrets and I'm like, do I know you from somewhere? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it just, it happens. But no, look, I, I respect anybody taking the chance. It, like I said, usually it just tends to be strange people, mm. which I guess that kind of makes sense because I myself am quite strange. So I don't know why it surprises me that this is the element that I would attract. 
Well, I mean, yeah. you're here, so I don't know like what that means about me. You're the but, you're the anomaly, George. Oh, this is oh like, okay. Anytime you're like, hey, would you like that? I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Please. I'm I'm your normalcy. Life friend. I love like... it. <laughs> you're my one normal friend. You're oh, the there normal you go. one. Everybody's gotta have a normal friend. Yeah. I am how do they say everybody has to have that one friend. I am that one friend. You're the nice friend. Yeah. You're you're the good one. I'm oh, the weird you. one. If you oh. want somebody to throw your party way off kilter, I'm your woman. I'm there. I will tell the worst, weirdest stories. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That was another little thing I did. Was, I did my Monday musings and I told the goofiest stories. And the the one that people really liked was my bathroom video. I don't understand. It's the weird stuff. I guess people do yeah. like the weird stuff. But yeah, that was the it was the one where I talked about all the things I hated that people do in the bathroom. Okay, it, that really connected with people for some reason. But that's the kind of story I tell at a party. So if that's what you're looking for. I got you covered. There you go. Well, it's one of those things where just like, like, it's it's like people are always like, are always thinking about it. But as soon as one person has the guts to actually like verbalize it, then it's like, yes, me too. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, and all of a sudden they've, they've, you've roped them in and now they're exactly. Yeah. And now they're, and now they're in. So well, then everybody's got that story. I can't well, yeah. tell you how many people came up to me and said, well, what happened to me in a bathroom? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not sure I want to know, but I right. put it out there. So <laughs> I've invited this. Evidently, this is this is my fault. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it it yep. was great. You know, I love that. I'm sure you you enjoy that when you get that kind of feedback. On yeah, certain episodes I do. You know, and people are like, I didn't even think about that. And yeah. Yeah. And one of the thing, one of the things that I really like, and this is something also that 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 Laura just just mentioned here. So I, I gotta definitely put that on because I really appreciate Laura's friendship and her interest and everything in, in the show, and I'm just for enthusiasm as well. I think that's that's really truly appreciative there. But she just said that from listening to the podcast, it sounds like he takes a genuine interest in his guests and gets to know them, and is so excited about their work and wants to share it, and that's. That's, that's legit. That's something that I am. If I can make that sort of connection with you right at the beginning before even asking you on, or if some person like reaches out to me, which I got to say, if you're looking for guests on your show, get yourself set up on podmatch.com. Write it down. Write it down. Definitely write it down. Good advice. Yeah. Because it's a free service. And basically like what people do is, People who are looking to be guests on shows will will put in different keywords and if they match what your show is, then they will reach out to you and ask you to be a guest. I've gotten so many awesome guests at, because of Podmatch. Oh, and yeah. And I like it's, it. it was just an amazing experience actually doing that. So and when it comes to like what Laura was saying about taking a genuine interest, like one of my pet peeves with any podcaster is is any show that starts off with, so tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> it's like, you asked me on the show. You asked me to be here. So you, a little you already know a little bit yeah. about, about me? Yeah. And so my thing, my real hook, the thing that I love to do that I really kind of pride myself on is giving my guests the best possible intro. So that way they know 
first of all, they, they're they're able to relax a little bit because they know they don't have to go into, well, I'm a writer and I'm a filmmaker and, and just talk to an audience as if they've never heard of you before. But I have heard of you in some way. And therefore, I'm going to say what I'm going to I'm going to talk a little bit about about you to my to my audience. So just wait for a moment and then I'll go ahead and, and bring you up. And they always enjoy that intro and it seems to put their mind at ease and it leads it to leads it to to a really fun conversation. Like one of my one of my favorite audio drops that I've ever had from this show was Gilbert Adler, the producer of Tales from the Crypt, and saying, since I mentioned Children of the Corn 2, that he co-wrote, he said, I'm rather impressed by your research. Not everyone not everyone talks about Children of the Corn 2. And so that was such a good drop. That's in my intro. So- yeah, yeah. Well, you do a great job of that. Yeah. Like, it is very important. Absolutely. I hate it in my day job. I have to interview a lot of people. And it is the question I've actually gotten where I just try to avoid asking it. Because it's such a, people get so nervous. You mm-hmm. say, tell me about yourself. They have no idea where to start, particularly right. in, a, in a work environment. Because who are we? It depends on where are you? I mm-hmm. mean, we obviously are who we are, but what yeah. are you looking for? And that always becomes such a, a trial. So you do a great job of that. I was, I was very excited to hear my intro. Like, ah. It was nice. It was really nice. Well, it was yeah. great I mean, like, it's, on your show. I'm I'm bringing you up. I'm like I'm bringing you on here. I have like you're 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 a friend. We've been friends for wow. It's been like it's been almost ten years, hasn't it? I, I, yeah, I think so. Like, I think so. It's been a long time. Right, and it took me forever to get you on the show. It did take <laughs> but forever. I, I was such a know. bad friend about that. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Like I, it's my scheduling. That's all just a, just a mess. Well, I'm just is- now, just now, trying to get getting some control over it by getting all of my interviews done the first weekend before the first Tuesday. So that way they're done and all I have to do is do the editing and everything. And I can do that on my own time. Right. But that's, that's its own thing. So the fact that I'm starting to really kind of get that. So that way I can continue to be like husband and father and be present with everything during the weekends. Cause I like going out on weekends. I like sure. being with my family and I want to continue to do that. So, so yeah, it's important. Um, Find that balance, especially if you're working like like me. I still work a full time job, and I'm, I'm constantly telling my manager, by the way, that when it when it hits, that she has to leave her job and come with me. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she's actually going to do it, but I keep trying. But when you work that full time job, you want you, you want her to be your life. Dorothy Boyd. Just yeah, I mean, yeah. just saying, she's yeah. so good at what she does. And I'm like, could you please bring that to my side of the world? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but when you're working in your full-time job and you have your life and your family, you, you don't want to abandon this. This is our passion project, right? This mm-hmm. is this is where our hearts tend to lie. But those things are so important too, obviously, and family has to come first. I always say that. So yeah. it's really hard to find that balance. And that's why right now I'm doing a Saturday drop 
in theory. That's mm -hmm. always my yeah. goal. And then the goal is that I would work on the show during the week. And like you said, then have, I just have it scheduled for Saturday and let her fly. And that's just not, it's just not what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. Like right now I'm crawling out of bed at O dark 30 on a Saturday morning to get started so oh I can my. get it done. So I can still have time with my family outside of doing that in the morning. So mm -hmm. it's just a matter of trying to figure out how to make that work. And then I recently have had a family member move into my house. So you could tell my my office and my studio is different. I've had to rearrange the whole house. So uh -huh. on top of that, I'm like, okay, we got to figure out how to make this work. And so everything has just been, it's just crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. So like I said earlier, you it's a passion project. You have to love it. Mm -hmm. You have to love it. And then I worry, I don't know if you find this, I worry that someday it'll if it does become something I can do full time, will it become, will I still enjoy will, it? Will it you feel know? like a like, job? Yeah. 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 I do worry about that. But I think yeah. having a job that you, you're doing something you like, even if you have to work really hard at it still seems better than mm -hmm. what my current day job is. No offense to my employer or the job. Right. It's just. Who wouldn't rather make YouTube videos? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, yeah. I mean, like, there's no offense. It's a good job. And I know, like people, my employer, but people are saying, people are saying that like, oh, there are so many, there are so many jobs that no one wants. Everyone's lazy. You're just like, no, they're not lazy. They're figuring out what they love to do and they're doing it for themselves. So. Although that, I do have, you know, I mean, I do have a take on that. That's, it's kind of a hot take that not everybody agrees with me, but I think. Though you might not be in your dream job, you can certainly be happy in almost any job because I think some of it, yeah. this is something I've talked to like the younger members of my family. They're like, well, I, I just have to be doing this job or this job, these pie in the sky jobs. I'm like, everybody can't do that. It doesn't mean your whole life is going to be ruined. Some right. of what makes your job good is, is you. What mm -hmm. you bring to it, what attitude you bring to it and the people you mm -hmm. work with. I mean, certainly there are bad, there definitely are bad jobs and toxic environments, but I am very fortunate, like my day job right now. Yes, the job in and of itself doesn't set me on fire, but it's a good job. And I love the people I work with. I'm really yeah. fortunate that the people I work with are really nice. They're very awesome. We've all worked together for years and years. And that's, that's so important. And that's because the people who are working there are bringing a good attitude to the job itself. Right. It's important to them. So obviously it's great if you can do your dream job. I would love to do this full time. It would definitely, I would love to write full time. That would, that would be my dream job as well. But my job, sometimes your job is what you make of it too. So, yeah. but, well, but I love it. I mean, I love doing this and like, I keep telling my boss when it happens. I've always said they, they laugh at me at work. Cause I said, if somebody were to buy the movie rights to, my books. They're mm -hmm. like, well, what would you do? I'd be like, see ya suckers. <laughs> Bye. Mm -hmm. Bye, Felicia. I'm right. gone. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I, we all, we all want that and everything. And for a while, for a couple of months, that's, this was all I was doing. I was doing audiobook narrating. I was doing the podcasting and everything. And that was for a couple of months, right at the end of the year and everything. That's all I was doing. And oh, then, but heavy. like, and I was prepared to try to keep going and everything, but at the same time, things like it just, it just wasn't, it wasn't moving as well as it should have been. And so that's when an opportunity came to reach out to one company that was hiring and we wound up being a great fit. And here I am now 
and I'm happier than I've been in years because oh, because I'm I'm working a really I'm working a, a job where they like me. They want me to succeed. They are training me. And that's a huge thing. It's not that just like, here, here you go. See what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it's like I'm not only understanding like how to do things, but why they're done. And then mm-hmm. and then able to take that and then just piece by piece, like slowly integrate more and more and more. And the people that I'm working with, I'm going to be seeing them tomorrow at Spine Indie Bookstore when the Excelsior audio journey is released. So because that's that's a big thing that's going on right now is the fact that the audio drama that I was spending so much time on from December to March, it's done. It's finished. It's 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 all done and everything. And it is in I was able to take the two parts because it started out as two parts and edit it together into one part without sacrificing any of the material. So that way no one's lines got cut. And so it's, it's a two hour block of story, but it's a complete story. And it's something that I'm really proud of. And my bosses are looking forward to hearing it. So that in itself is, is really, is really interesting. And it's like, and like they they're coming up with like I'm coming up with like different ideas with them because I'm also working in the marketing part of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So that is bringing in skills that I've learned through this. Right. Through writing, through podcasting, through even like audiobook narrating, like different things like that. Like all all the those different elements they're coming into play in the at the full-time job. And for me, that was always like, that was a a big dream. That was a huge thing to be able to do that while still being able to continue to do what I love and also at the same time, be able to start it at, start at this point and stop at this point. The day ends at five o'clock. Right. So I'm not being hounded for anything else after hours. I'm not. I'm not looking at old, at emails after hours. You That's know, I'm good. Not, I don't feel like like I am. I feel free. Like I feel like I'm getting some structure in my life that is that is very important to me. And so I am adding even more structure by setting up my interviews for the first weekend before the first Tuesday. So that way. I can continue to be like, okay, so after after work, I can do my audiobook narrating for this block of time. And I can do my editing for this block of time. And I can I'll be working from this block for this block of time. And now I get to do my interviews for this block of time. And so by doing that, it just feels like there's a calmness in me that was not there before, that had not been there for a while. And that in itself, like, I almost feel like this, I'm in therapy all of a sudden, <laughs> just saying all of this. <laughs> but at the same time, it's just like, I mean, like I had been dealing with anxiety and depression and, and, and perfectionism and always trying to be something that I wasn't trying to shoehorn myself in, into something that just wasn't working. Mm. And now that I don't have to do that anymore, it just feels so free. And not having to take medication 
and everything, like not feeling like the urge to do that, that in itself is very freeing. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so because, and so what's funny is that, is that of course, like, yeah, I'm getting, I'm feeling good about this sort of structure. I'm feeling really good about what I'm doing here. And now it's just like, okay, what, what else is going on? What else can I do? But I still feel like that sort of urge of just like, what else can I, can I throw into this mix? Now that I feel like I'm getting calm, that means I can handle everything. What else can get thrown in here? And right. it was just around that same time. That's when I was talking with, with bestselling author, Stacey Rourke and talking about her annual event, Once Upon a Book, which sadly is wrapping up this year in June, I believe. Like, but the, as we were talking and we, and the conversation wound up shifting over to podcasting, that's when I, put a little idea in her, in her ear. And I said, what do you think about this? Cause we were talking about potentially collaborating on something because she had her podcast. I had mine and wasn't sure what was, what was going to be. And then one day I was running some errands and all of a sudden I was just like, Hmm, what do you think about this? The once upon a podcast network. And she came back just like, I love it. I love it. Let's do it. And then all of a sudden it became this whole new thing. And from, and then this, this just in April, we launched like an official network of shows. And like, we got some really, really great people on board that are all about putting together a show that is all about inspiring, motivating, celebrating, educated, and even rejuvenating creatives of all kinds. And that was, that was the template. That was my really, that was my mission statement that I wanted to do with this. And so we have seven shows now in that are, that, that have this once upon a podcast brand and, and they're great shows. And like, and people are, are already showing enthusiasm. That's like, this is, I'm simulcasting this live stream. So that way people can go to the Once Upon a Podcast Network page, like the page, and then hopefully subscribe to the shows. Because it's not just it's not just my show, Excelsior Journeys. It's not just Stacey and Sandra's show, Mimesis, but there's also the Money Over Easy show, which is run by Trisha Daniel. And Trisha Daniel, she might have been someone that you had heard on this show because she was always She's someone who is all about helping people get on their feet financially and sort out their finances as small businesses. Mm -hmm. And that became all of a sudden it was just like, oh, my God, that's a show. Mm -hmm. That's a show right there, because like no, no creatives want to like really dive into the financial elements of it. Like we all like it, it drives us nuts. But. You know, if you can break it down the way that you do and come up with something that is really entertaining, you got yourself a show and she was all for it. So that show exists now. And I was saying like, we, we need to have like a, almost like a counseling kind of show, someone who can help creatives deal with all the things that plague us, anxiety, depression, perfectionism, burnout procrastination, all this stuff, imposter syndrome. Yes. All this stuff. And I knew that one of my friends from high school, Melissa Hurt, 
is someone who is incredibly creative, but has also dealt with all of those things and helps other people deal with it as well. So I was like, if you want to do this, the show is yours. Like you take it, run with it and, and kick ass at it. And she has. And so that's a biweekly show. It's called the genuine creative. What a smart idea. And so really this is, this is such a smart idea. This network is amazing. I've been watching, I track along, I watch along and, and I've seen the audio drama, the network. I just, it's really, really smart. Yeah, it's, really it's, it's so much fun. And it's so much fun, like, getting the sort of enthusiasm going with all of these great people. Because we – and I was like, I need to I need to have these hosts on my show. So I hosted Christy Cook and Belinda Boring to talk about their show, Starlight Tea. And that show is, is off and running. And it's, and, it's, and it's great stuff. And it's really – and they're actually, like, recording their episode right now. So, so I am just – I'm enthusiastic by their enthu- because of their enthusiasm for it. They want to do this. They're having fun with it. And then we have, we have an, another best-selling author, Ruvali, who is working with Stacy on a paranormal show called Bitaboo. And it's, it's got such a cute, like, little logo to it and everything. And they're even, she's already thinking of ways to make it into swag and, and get some merch out there. It was just like, I, I love this. I love your enthusiasm for it. I love how much, like, you, Everyone wants to kind of put this stuff together and it's a paranormal show. So awesome. That that's great. You and can't then, beat that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and Brandy Nicole just started her show, Haunted Mayhem. And that's our first true crime show. So oh, wow. now it's just like, yes, this is I, I love this. And so now it's just like now things are really kind of spread spreading out. And I am I'm loving this. So now it's just like, okay, what's next? What is the future lie for, for Excelsior journeys for the once upon a podcast network? What else do we got? And like, there are a couple other people that I've reached out to and they're interested in being a part of, of the network in the future. So that really got that, that has me really excited. But the big thing that has me really, really happy is is actually something that Melissa Hertz, twin sister, Brandy, who's also a, a dear friend from high school, she dropped a little nugget when I was talking about the premiere of Excelsior, The Audio Journey. She said flat out, I wish this was streaming. And I was like, well, yeah. And it was almost like that moment where Marty McFly says, like, wait a minute. I got all the time I got. I got a time machine. Like, instead of looking to hook up with something else, I have my own network. It's something I co-founded. I'm working with some amazing people here. How can I work this into the network? And that's what that's what really had me look think back to something that David Allen Lucas and I have been talking about for a while now. It's what got me first interested in audio dramas in the first place. And it was to create a show that would feature audio dramas. And so we went ahead and put it and put it together. And I'm announcing it 
with this on this 200th episode, one of the shows that we have in the pipeline will not start until we get about, I want to say, four other submissions, five other submissions, I want to say. I want to see how it can go for six months. But I need five other people to submit their finished audio dramas. If you have the rights to it, if it is your story, if it is your piece of work, and it is put together in a full audio drama finished package, then submit it. And if you're accepted, all we ask is that you put up $10 a month to cover to to cover the monthly fee of having your show on this network. And you can keep that $10 going for as long as you want. So each month, you know, like if you want to if you want to keep that slot in there, then by all means. But every each month a new show will be debuting. And so that is the plan that we're that what we're going to do. Excelsior is not going to be the first one to go up there because I want to in typical me fashion, I want I want other people to go first. I want like I want other people to get a shot at this and spread the word out because we're going to be putting this show out there to to Apple, to Spotify, to Amazon. Like I'm we're going to go for Pandora on this. We are going to just do whatever we can to get it out to as many platforms as possible. So Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, all this stuff. It's it's going to be out there. And like I said, all we ask for anyone who comes aboard, whether they have a show for themselves that they'd like to pitch to us, or if they have an audio drama that's finished and they would like it to be featured in the once on Once Upon a Podcast Theater, then just pay 10 bucks and you can keep it running for each month. If you only want to do it for one month, fine. We'll take it down after that month is up. But you can, if you like, keep it going, 10 bucks a month, and we will keep your spot in there. It's basically just like it's it's four-walling, basically just like how how different sh- different movies and everything will get set up at different at different platforms in different in different theaters. There are a lot of people that are that have their independent films that they have done and they will go ahead and and rent out theater space to keep it in there for a period of time. So that's basically what you're doing. You're renting out like some digital space on our network and we in turn will promote it as well. We're not just going to like let it just sit there. We're going to talk about it. We're going to let spread the word about it. We're going to make sure that other people know about it so that way there can be as many ears as possible going toward your show. So that is that is the big future there for that's that's the big event show that's going to be featured um, on the Once Upon a Podcast Network. It will be going up the first Sunday of every month and it will go up for the for 30 days. And like I said, after 30 days, if you if you feel like it's been worth it and you want to stick with it, then great. Then we'll feature that we'll continue to feature this show and we'll feature the next show that is next in line to come up. And we'll just keep on going with it. We'll have some fun with it. And I think 
it can really be something. So that way people can just kind of look us up as the source for one of the big hashtags that's out right now. It's hashtag audio drama Sunday. That is amazing. That is amazing. That is yeah. so exciting. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I'm totally going to be listening to all of this. Mm-hmm. I love a drama. Oh, you're going to have, you, I, I can't, I can't wait for you to hear Excelsior too. Cause it was so much fun. And if you have clubhouse, if you're on the clubhouse mm-hmm. app, you can actually go to it and listen to it now. If you wanted to, it's, it's on the, it's on the five, two, nine club group. And all you have to do is just go to five, two, nine club creatives and look them up and listen in. And you can listen to the whole thing. Like on clubhouse, this is a means to get it out there widespread to get it out there to as many, as many different platforms as possible. That's amazing. That is. And it's so you to to use somebody else's work first and, and then to be creative. This is so creative. I love it. You're really tapping into that. Like you said, that's a big thing right now. Mm -hmm. I always tend to be a little step behind. So I'm always impressed by people who are getting out in front of it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's wonderful. It's really exciting. It's really exciting. I, I am, I'm just really, I, it's it's to answer Jason's question from a while back. Just like what keeps you going? This keeps me going. Yeah. It's that sort of that sort of feel. Like I I want to keep this show going so that way I have some sort of a tether for mm-hmm. to to get my stuff out there. And so with that in mind, it was just like if I were to stop this show and then it would be like out of sight, out of mind, and no one would hear about it. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, wait, what about this? And then I started up again. Then I got to like rebuild momentum all over mm-hmm. again. So I can keep this going for as, for as long as I want. And the great thing is, is that I got a lot, there are a lot of people that want to be guests on this show that find value in what I do. And so I am, I'm grateful to that. I am glad. And the best thing I can say is like, I will do my best to make sure that I will keep on giving you as much as I possibly can. I love this show. The show has been incredibly good to me, just like the character Excelsior has been incredibly good to me. And yeah, I mean, like it's, it's been, it's been just a wild ride. Just being able to do this show for as long as I have, I still can't believe it's been 200 episodes and and there are certain episodes that I'm just thinking about it. Like there are so many other ones that so many episodes that I just haven't even touched on. I'm just kind of thinking about. And there are a lot of established talent that I got to speak with and a lot of up and coming talent that I've gotten to speak with. And it's been just a great balance of the two. Now it almost feels like almost like for every, for every four for every four guests I have that are up and coming talent, I have one established talent and then, and then another four and then another one. And mm-hmm. that just, that just keeps things going. That keeps, that keeps the, the, the ears got perked up with a lot of people getting to talk with Duncan Regeer, which was a huge highlight of the show. Duncan Regeer was Dracula and the monster squad. Wow. And and he was Zorro on the Family Channel show and and had a had a major role in V, the original series. Oh yeah. And and just some 
he had he's had like great success as a character actor and then he and but then at the same time he was able to pursue his passion of graphic art and and get and have exhibits done up in Canada and so we got to talk about that and he he enjoyed it he enjoyed his time and it was and i think it seemed like a lot of a lot of times like he really just like his his eyes lit up and everything when we would talk about art and so it's like that's his passion i'm going to keep on i'm going to push that i'm not going to keep on bouncing back and forth to like i i love the monster squad but i'm not going to keep asking him about all these different things about it cuz i'm sure he's gotten like tons of questions about it in, in the past but he's got this exhibit that's going on that's why i brought him on here and so we got to talk about that and and his assistant was great in setting everything up the way that that uh, that it was and he himself was was a terrific guest and just like those those things they don't happen unless you reach out and you ask Mm-hmm. So like that's that's the main that's the main thing that I would say to to everyone is we kind of like wrap things up right now is just like just ask. But at the same time the how you ask is most important. Right. Do not ask in public. Oh, don't yeah. don't put out a tweet saying and tagging this person saying this person is my dream guest. I would love to have them on. So meanwhile, they're not looking at Twitter for about a month and they've gotten and there have been a bunch of likes and a bunch of retweets and everything and and responses and everything about that tweet that you just threw out, just fishing style. Right. (laughs) And sure enough, like then all of a sudden it's just like all of a sudden they're under the pressure to say yes. Mm -hmm. No one wants to do that. No one wants to put pressure on you and everything. This is all, it's like you said, this is all supposed to be fun. Right. This is all supposed to be a fun experience. So that's what, that's what this is all about. So what I do is, and this is my little secret sauce. (laughs) I look up their website and I see their website nine out of 10 times. What are they going to have on there? Contact. You contact them through that website. That's why they have it there. Right. So go ahead and do it. Then you're going to wind up getting better results. So that's that's what I would say. And sometimes like I would, if I don't have any other means to contact them, then I'll reach out through Facebook. And sometimes I'll get a response there. But have something in mind regarding regarding a date and a time to speak with them. So that they can kind of put it in their head and see right. where, see if their schedule permits. One of my favorite moments of all time will always be episode 100 when I got to speak with five different voice actors from Transformers the movie. I remember that. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. That was so much fun getting to talk with Susan Blue, Greg Berger, Michael Bell, Neil Ross, and then the big one, Victor Caroli, who the narrator of the show and of the movie and of the commercials and had never shared a stage at all with other voice actors from Transformers, real or virtual until my show. Wow. Yeah. And Greg Berger, God bless him, dropped a wonderful soundbite, which I knew is just like, that's, that's going to be my headliner video. 
So that way I have my little one minute snippet. And Greg basically told Victor flat out, just like, you are as much a part of this as anyone else. And, and it was a really wonderful, heartfelt thing to say. And you got to say it on my show. Wow. Like that's those little things, those things like that. Getting to share episode 150 with the great Rob Paulson and getting to and him even like dropping like a little bit of a little bit of, of Yakko Warner, a little bit of Pinky. <laughs> just like and I even got to like duet duet with him for like a, a quick moment. You know, like, and just those things. And then he even got to say in there at the end of the at the end of the show when he got to like recommend my show to other people saying that I was in a position now where I could, where I could help, where I could help out others who were just starting out. So, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't get any better than that. Like the guy that I reached out to when I was finishing up the Kickstarter campaign, remember that to get the voice lessons Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. uh, and he was so appreciative of what I said, basically just said that his, he was a major reason why I was getting into that field in the first place. And so I got to tell him that through direct message. And then I got to tell him again in person when I got to interview him. And like, that's, it, it doesn't get any better than that. Oh, so nice. like this, this, yeah. there, there have been just, it's been just a, an amazing run of, of interviews. I've had so much fun getting to talk to people and getting to talk to Alex Hyde White, getting to talk with Rex Pickett, the author of Sideways, and getting, getting a good hour with Daniel Farrens talking about Halloween 6 and all the behind the scenes shenanigans that were going on there. Like it was, the show has been amazing. The show has been just amazing. And then to have like my friends, Musician Kim Hawkey on getting to talk with, getting to talk with choreographer and dancer Ryan Kasperzak, and getting to talk with, getting to talk with David Havasey, getting to talk about his time going from acting to working in fields like Tesla, and just getting getting a couple hours worth of conversations with all the guys from Four One One Mania from the website that I wrote with and. Just one by one, getting to talk with Chris Etheridge, award-winning, award-winning indie director, also a friend since high school. And my second episode was with Mark Fratto, who is a, a sports announcer. And so, getting to all the all those different things that have that have happened, it's because this show exists uh, that I've been able to do that. And it's people that I've known for years. It's people that I've just gotten to know, and there's still a huge list of people that I still want to talk with. And having learned after we lost a friend from the YA author rendezvous, Patrick Hodges, Hmm. you got an opportunity to to talk with someone, take it. Yes, absolutely. I I think if there's nothing we've learned over the last couple of years, Mm -hmm. I lost a a dear friend in the last couple of years as well. And I just, you, Mm you take that opportunity now. Yeah. Don't wait for sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I can't think of any, anything better to say, like to wrap this up. So I want to thank you for, for stopping in. I really, sure. really I hope you don't it. mind that I just like landed 
and please stayed. do. That's, that's what I, you know, like, I put the word out there. I am so excited for, for everything. I am so appreciative. You took the time to hang out with me. And, well, thank you. I, you know. And before you wrap up too much, mm-hmm. let me take the opportunity to say first, thank you for letting me come join you for this, Mm -hmm. but congratulations on 200 episodes. That is amazing. And I am looking forward to at least 300 Mm -hmm. at least, sir. That's the plan. That is the plan. So, yeah. So this is, this has been an amazing run so far. And with the birth of, of the podcast network, it's just going to keep getting better. So what I suggest to all of you out there, If you're looking to start a podcast, if you have an idea for it, if you believe it's something that will fit our creative-centric elements that make up the Once Upon a Podcast Network, by all means, reach out to us. Reach out to me. Reach out to Stacey Work. Reach out to Sandra Shear Shear Vizakerly and give us your ideas because we may say – yeah, that sounds great. Can you make it happen? Can you commit a full is can you commit a week, two every two weeks, once a month, whatever the status is? We just ask that you be consistent with it. And come on, give us a shot and we'll see. If you have an audio drama that is completed that you are ready to share with the masses, then send it over here. We have a theater that is ready to go for you. Just Reach out to me at george at he's got it.com and let me know because it might have a home over here, at least for a month. Who knows? You may rent a place. You may own it. Who knows? And for anyone who is looking to speak out to someone and have them be a guest on your show, ask. Do not be afraid to ask. Because you only get the opportunity to ask while they're here. And once they're not here, that opportunity is gone. And I've said, I've said the story several times before, and I'll say it one more time back in 20, 2009, 2010, that was when Cheryl and I were given tickets to go see wishful drinking on Broadway with Carrie Fisher. And it was a terrific show, an absolutely terrific show. If you have, if you're able to look it up on HBO, it's there. And I got to ask her a question afterwards at the stage door. She signed my playbill. She signed a couple of playbills actually. And I got to ask her a quick question regarding her being involved in the commentary tracks on the Star Wars discs that had just come out. That was all I got to say. But. What I should have said was, by the way, you're the first person that I've ever met that, is, that has been involved with Star Wars in any way, and I wanted to say thank you. That's all I could have said. I did not say it. I obviously will never have that chance to say it again. So take those risks. Reach out to people. If you think that you can only find them via an agent or something, reach out to the agent, reach out to the manager, reach out to any way that you feel is necessary for you to have them on your show, to have them on your blog, whatever the case. If it's something that you want to, the someone that you want to interview, then do it. Go for it. Because you got to take those responsibilities. You got to take those 
opportunities while you're there. And you have to be responsible. You have to be responsible for your opportunities. You can't just let them sit there. And these days, the technology that's that's available to us is huge. It is so vast. And I'm not talking about AI. God help us with AI. Just like that's, we didn't ask for this. And kudos to to the Writers Guild for taking a stand. I we we both stand with the WGA on this and we definitely stand with SAG-AFTRA if they go go for it. We stand with the Teamsters, like everyone who is responsible for providing the sort of entertainment that so many people are so quick to take for granted. So take those opportunities while you're there. Get your work out there. You never know whose life you're going to change by getting it out there. So for Bethany DeVores... This is George Soroy saying to all of you, thank you for allowing me in your home for 200 episodes. And I hope that you continue to allow me in your home for another 200, maybe 300. Who the hell knows? But I'm not going anywhere. And I hope you're not either. So until then, ever upward. And I will see you next week. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com.